it, it is fun though thinking about like how thing how your perception of things changes like you know like i said when i was a kid this scared the hell out of me now it doesn't because it's cheesy but the, even whole movies are different whenever you're a kid like this one I liked for the most part, except for the parts that scared me. As an adult, I'm watching it and I'm like, well, I like how quaint everything is, but Beetlejuice is such a bad dude. <laughs> We're kind of like, you know, I, I, Return of the Jedi was my favorite, and then I grew up and found out I was wrong. And Empire you Strikes Back wrong. is your favorite? It's my second favorite. Star Wars, I think, is my... Star Wars is always going to be my favorite because it's the first movie I ever remember seeing in the movie theater, so it always holds a special place. I mean, I was there, so. born the year Jedi came out, so I didn't really have that. It was always in my life, but, you know, but way back when I was like, oh, Star Wars, yeah, Empire, that's oh, cool with the, with the first part, you know, with all the battle, and then it kind of gets boring, and Jedi is like, yay, space battles, yay! But I, I do, I think as far as maturity level now as an adult empire is probably my favorite. Jedi is my second favorite, but Jedi, uh, I hold in a very specific, like a special regard. Uh, the same regard I actually hold Ghostbusters in, where in the, there's part of my brain the original that doesn't accept that it's a movie. Like, as in that it's a fiction. To the point where I, I saw these movies at such a young age that even to this day, even as much behind-the-scenes stuff I've seen for especially Ghostbusters, it's still... Oh, yeah, Slimer's a puppet. I forgot. Oh, yeah, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's a, a guy in a suit, and that's a model. I didn't think about that. Did you think they were historical documents? You didn't yes. think Elegance <laughs> Island was real, did you? Well, I mean... Those poor those people. Those poor people. <laughs> What's scary is, but, someday there's going to be a post-apocalyptic event, and someone's going to find some of this stuff, and they're going to think that our society was based on it, just like Canticle for Leibowitz. You've seen Reign of Fire, right? Jace. <laughs> oh, Jace. But, but like... To Return of the Jedi, whenever I mean, how am I seeing a behind-the-scenes picture of the uh, specifically the skiff guards, things like that? Those actors without the masks on, I'm like, oh yeah, those aren't actual Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto. These are people. They're and one actors. of them is actually Billy Dee Williams' son. Oh really? Huh. Political Riskians peddling malt liquor. What is up with this? But those are the only those are the only two movies that spring to mind that I think of like that. But it's fun that they're just so ingrained in my memory that I really don't think of them as being movies like it it's like on some subconscious level they're real to me you know and i think that's just so cool that that's that's always how they're going to be right know? well and i think that's problems with films that are so iconic and and you know beetle just to a certain degree because this is kind of the spot where michael keaton's career kind of started taking a different turn into different types of movies and i think that's the same thing with the star wars films i think that's why some of the people have problems moving on to other roles is because they're so iconic and you 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 place them in such high regard and they are like life they're so real to you that you can't let go of that person as that character and they get stuck in it and i think a lot of actors go through that as michael keaton did after this i think a little bit too some of his films started kind of going out there and he had a little dry spell for a while then it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to judge that from so many years removed because yeah, yeah, as a kid, exactly. you don't think, oh, here's this movie by this director. I like Nowadays, you know, I remember after seeing uh, Source Code, I was like, who did this? I loved this movie. What else has he done? Moon. Still haven't seen it, but I want to. I liked Moon. And then whatever Moon was Warcraft good. was about to come out, which I keep on completely forgetting existed. It was fine. It's just forgettable. Um, yeah. I was like really excited about it because I was like, Duncan Jones got a new movie coming out, you know? And so now it's kind of Looper. about tracking down a Looper. Or the same Looper. that... that uh, you know, if you had told me any other director was doing Blade Runner 2, I'd be like, but now I know it's Denis Villeneuve. Well, and I also love... I don't know who that yeah, is. And, and, and that's, that's a conversation cool. for another time, but I love how they did the trailer because it makes you think you're kind of following Decker the whole time and really you're following kind of the next the generation. Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah, Denis Villeneuve. He's photoshopped. Started, uh, Prisoners in Sicario. 
Enemy and Arrival and now this. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's if it, it's got Ridley Scott's blessing on it, then I'm cool. I'm fine with it. <laughs> That's a comment for all of the podcasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> this all feels like bonus content, by the way. I, just I was going to say, we went on <laughs> such a long tangent. Can we, We're going to have to edit can we, and add an ending and then put this as a bonus. So I can Ridley sleep, Scott doesn't so I can understand do another his own movie. 